0: Top Talk Radio. We got to All right, everyone, welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me Radio. It is Tuesday, May eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Um my name is Megan and I'm here with the ever lovely Kristen. What's up Kristen?
1: Hey, I'm here
0: and I'm feeling feisty, so it should be interesting. <laughs> she is feeling feisty. She's ready to <laughs> she's just ready to debate something. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um so the best today is our music. <laughs> Like throw down Um, So today is our music and movie show Um, So we're going to give you some updates On both music and movies As well as some reviews Um, And then we will be talking about Our main topic of discussion Which is celebrating all things Sandra Bullock Um, I will be celebrating Kristen will be celebrating aggressively So that's (laughs) Celebrating the ones I like the best (laughs) (laughs) Um. So that is the plan for the day, but let's start off with some entertainment news. So we gave you a bunch of TV updates last show, um, but there's been a few other updates that have happened. Um, One is the show, This Is Us. Um, They made a final decision that says that um, that next season, which is season six, um, will be the last. So that will be the series finale finale. Um, so it'll, the show will end with six seasons. So, Kristen, how do you feel about this? I know that you're a This Is Us fan. You are behind.
1: I am behind. But, so This Is Us is so good. But I have a thing when I get so far into a show and I'm like, it's kind of like Grey's Anatomy. Like, I love Grey's Anatomy. But it, there's points where I'm like, how many bad things can happen to these people? Like, how many? staff to the hospital <laughs> actually die from crazy stuff. So I get to a point where this shut like, down. how many hidden relationship, tragic things, horrible outcomes can happen to this one family? And I get, like, I get in the thing where it's like, I'm overwhelmed and I can't watch it. And that's why I'm like a season behind.
0: <laughs> but gotcha. I, I think it's
1: time for it to end.
0: I think so too. I think mainly I think probably the reason why they decided that because it's a show that has multiple timelines and so they have casted you know the characters that like five and the characters at like 12 and teenagers but those people are getting old <laughs> so um, there's only so much more they could do without having the recast which would look weird and inauthentic so I think I think that setting it for six seasons telling a good story instead of dragging on the story um, I think is, is incredibly important. So I think that that's really good. That means that the next season is going to be good because they're going in with it, the idea that it's going to end. Um And that usually yeah. means that they want to wrap things up appropriately. So I'm in, I am excited Definitely. about that. Me too. Uh, yeah then the next update for uh, TV is that Law and Order, Organized Crime, Elliot Stabler's show has been officially issued um, a second season. So it is going to be um, at least for another season. So it will be interesting to see oh. um, where that goes. Um, Kristen, I agree, apparently I thought I have... the sound
1: of it. You're oh, worried. God. So I, I have a terrible, terrible <laughs> confession. I am on episode two. <laughs> Damn! Juggle, yeah, and I love Law and Order, and I love Stabler, but I am like, come on! So like, I think I'm gonna rewatch from one, and just like force myself through, thinking that maybe once I get used to his new personality, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not.
0: He does, devouring you know. it. He does calm down. So just to, to put it. All right, well, there good, is then. There is a process. Okay. There, there is a process. All right, chair. Fair, fair. fair. Um, um, and then the next also TV news is that Ellen DeGeneres has um, announced that she will be leaving her talk show um, at the end of 2022 mm-hmm. after her 19th season. So she's stepping down. And that's, of course, amidst all of the things about toxic work environment, sexual harassment on the set, all of the things that have been going on in that show. Um, it seems to be coming to an end. So those are yeah. the TV uh, so updates. I didn't see this. Mm-hmm.
1: I did not see this, but I heard that at MTV Movie Awards on Sunday, um, during the, like, in memoriam, um, what's it called? In, I can never say the word right. In where people died. In memoriam? Showing a slideshow. Yeah, that thing. I can never say that word. Um at the, Apparently, at some point in it, they they got jokes, and they put, Island's reign of terror
0: <laughs> in the video.
1: Oh, oh my God, harsh, harsh, massively. But she's whatever. she's
0: she's getting some hits, which I which is what the she most is. people. She said that she wants to try new things, but most people think it's because there's no way for the show to recover from mm-hmm. the amount of cheating yeah, No, so um, so so the show will be ending after the next um, season, and then Kristen is going to be bringing you news about the MTV movie and TV awards. Yeah, since when did they add TV?
1: By the way, I'm confused by that. I don't either.
0: So these
1: it's weird, but these aired Sunday night. Um, Some interesting winners. Um, Big winner: WandaVision. And I'm just going to, like, skim through some of these. So best movie went to To All the Boys, Always and Forever, which I'm going to talk about later, actually. Uh, Best show, WandaVision. (laughs) Best performance in a movie, Chadwick Boseman in uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Best performance in a show was Elizabeth Olsen with WandaVision. Um, Best hero was Anthony Mackie in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, which he also won... Uh, best Duo alongside Sebastian Stan for that role. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Best Kiss was from Outer Banks, which also recently got renewed for Season 2. Um, best Comedic Performance was Leslie Jones, Coming to America, which I actually found interesting because I was expecting someone else to win for that. Um, mm. Let's see. Katherine Hahn won Best Villain for WandaVision. Um, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Reg Jean Page. For Bridgerton uh, was break, Breakthrough Performance. Uh, best Fight was WandaVision's Wanda versus Agatha. Um, what else? Let's see. Then getting into some of the um, non-scripted series, you've got like Best lifetime, Lifestyle Show with Nailed It, which is a funny baking show. Um, mm-hmm. This I found interesting. The Best Talk or Topical Show, which in the past has always been like Ellen, things like that. It was The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and I find that to be telling about, like, the climate we are currently in with mm-hmm. people in their 20s and that young adult group that would watch these shows. Um, so I For find sure. that interesting, and, and I'm not mad about it. Um, and then I just have to vent to the public here that best real-life <laughs> mystery and crime series went to Catfish, the TV show. Uh what? Like, y'all, no offense, but y'all need some true crime, life, real-life mystery crime <laughs> series lessons because it was up against Tiger King, which was hilarious. It was up against uh, Nightstock, which was phenomenal. It was up against Unsolved Mysteries, which was, again, phenomenal. Like Way better options. So, I don't know what y'all were thinking, but it is. Yeah, a I don't big. know. Me and Chris well, were that's talking about... One.
0: We were talking before this show. Catfish is not really a, like it's not really a true mystery. <laughs> like it's a No. It's, we all know they're not yeah, gonna be who they think say they are most It's of a reality the time. show. Yep. it's a reality show. Yeah, it show. is a
1: reality show. Like that should not have been on the list, whatever. And also shout out to RuPaul's Drag Race, who took best reality cast, best competition series, and best host.
0: That is awesome. Go RuPaul. Yes. Yeah. Always right. good. Uh, all no, right, so that is that is my turn. Um, so that's the entertainment news. So I'm going to get you caught up on the music charts. So for the Billboard Top 200 um, Best Albums or Most Popular Albums at the current moment, uh, number five is Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. Number four is Justice by Justin Bieber. Number three is Khalid Khalid by DJ Khalid. I want to know how he decided that name. He's like, you know what, I'm going to make, make an album... I'm going to use my name twice. For... <laughs> it seems fitting for this album. Whatever. Uh, number two, Dangerous the Double album by Morgan Whelan. Um And number one is A Gangster's Pain by Moneybag Yo. The Yo is very important in that that name. And then for top five songs of the Billboard Top 100, we have number five is Kiss Me More by Doja Cat featuring um, SZA. Number four is Levitating by Dua Lipa featuring the baby. Number three is Peaches by Justin Bieber feature, featuring Daniel Caesar and Give On. Number two is Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, which is the collaboration between Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. And number one is Save Your Tears by The Weeknd and Ariana Grande. So that is the Billboard Top 100. So, Kristen, how much are you recognizing now?
1: So I actually, let's see, I know on the top five albums, I know of three of the five. I, I can't, good. I don't understand Moneybag yo. Like that name, that throws me off. Uh, the Top 5 Songs, um, <laughs> I actually know all but, well, I guess I know Beaver. I do know Beaver, So I guess I know all of the top five. I've heard of all the people. So maybe I'm not as old okay. as I thought. Or this
0: is just a really good week <laughs> because I also recommend right. a lot this week. Um, as old. for new, new albums, um, I'm going to give you the albums that came out the last couple of weeks since it's been a while since I've talked to you. Um, and then let you guys know about what is coming out this Friday. So what was released yeah. on May 7th, which was two weeks ago, was Weezer um, has a new album called Van Weezer. Miranda Lambert also came out with a new album called The Marfa Tapes. Sophia Kinney um, came out with a new album called Monsters. And Birdie, who has that like angelic Enya type voice, um, has an album out called Young Heart. Um, and then what came out last Friday um, is the Black Keys, which is a great rock band, um, has a new album called Delta Cream with a K. Um, and J. Cole has a new album called Off Season. So there we go. Um, and on this Friday, um, Blake Shelton has a new album <laughs> called Body Language. It's coming out this Friday. Um, and then Olivia, this one, I've actually, I bought it on vinyl okay i bought it on vinyl because i think it's going to be good um and that is olivia rodrigo um her album sour she's released a couple of singles i think she is going to be the next taylor swift based on the way that she's writing her songs right now and based on her trajectory i think she i think she's going to be the gen z answer to taylor swift that's my prediction i'm making it now um and then 21 Pilots um, has a new album called Scaled and Icy. So that's new music for you. So look look out for Spotify or wherever you purchase or listen to music um, because we have some good stuff coming out. And now it's time for me to recommend someone that I think hasn't been given the attention she needs. Um, and that's Corinne right. Bailey Ray. So have you heard of Corrine Bailey Ray? <laughs> I haven't. So she's a British singer-songwriter. Um, her music genre is probably best described as R&B, neo-soul. Um, she has a couple of albums to her name. Um, one is a self-titled um, album that came out in 2006. Um, another one is The Heart Speaks and Whispers that came out in 2016. Um, she didn't have EPs and singles that she drops out in between her albums because that's about a 10-year difference between those albums. Um, so I'm going to play probably the song that you might have heard on the radio at some point in your life, um, and then I'll play her, the most recent one she just dropped. So here is Corinne Bailey Ray with Put Your Records On. Maureen Bailey Ray. So what do you think, Kristen? That was weirdly relaxing.
1: Like, it it literally started (laughs) and I was like, oh, I'm tired. (laughs) Like, it made me, like, calm, which is saying something because I'm not calm at all today. So, like, (laughs) I really like it. It has a very jazzy vibe, too. It does. Yes, for sure.
0: Um, I like it, too, because, it, first of all, I think she has a very unique voice. The register is very interesting. It's, a, it's not a straightforward delivery. Um, it is pretty jazzy. Um, she definitely fits that neo-soul meets R&B um, genre. Um, and I just think that her her music is about real everyday feelings And I think that's what makes her so great. And I think this this song in particular, the one that I just played you, did get some radio play. Um, And then she kind of disappeared from mainstream. Um, But I think that she she makes some really good music. So here is the latest single she just dropped called Jersey Girl. It's also very relaxing. I would say it is neo-soul, but there's some kind of country roots to it as well. Um, So here is Jersey Girl. Jersey Girl. I want to be with you Cause tonight I'm gonna take that ride Across the river to the Jersey side Take my baby to the carnival And I'll take you on all the So that is Jersey Girl. So what do you think about that one, Kristen? Again,
1: super relaxing. And, like, instantly, do you know how I pictured, you know, like, back in the day, I feel like the 50s, um, when people yeah. used to go out in, like, their best stuff and there was, like, a, a performer singing and it was always, like, a female singing, like, like a jazzy style or and some people were yeah. dancing, but there was tables, and they were just drinking their cocktail. That's what I picture. Like, she would have been at her prime in the 50s. Not saying she won't now, but, like, that's the vibe it
0: gets me. No, it's definitely... She, she's definitely an old soul in her... In, in the tone that she has, and the type of singing style she has. Control. But also in song structure, yeah. Um, and not many I, people can I personally
1: I was just say not, not many people can sing where she, like, she, like, holds a note and then it kind of, like, wavers up and then she holds it again and then it comes mm-hmm. back down. Like, there's a lot of control in her vocals.
0: Yeah, there definitely is. And I, I personally love music that has a bit of old-timiness to it. So when I can find someone who's young um, and, and urban-sounding who kind of gives me the the old-school, jazzy, kind of loud singer um sound without it being sticky because sometimes when you're like sometimes when you're trying to sound old it just seems like you're trying to be a las vegas act you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um yeah but when you can actually find like a genuine person who can capture that authentic old sound and make it modern too I, it, it's a beautiful thing i think Corbin um bailey ray definitely does that so go check her out on spotify she has some really good music on there um, she definitely deserves more love than I think that she's been getting. Um, so and, and she, all of her music is super relaxing and kind of like, like what I what I like to call Sunday morning vibes is is the type of music yeah. that that she kind There's of encapsulates. Yeah, just like with the yep. window open, looking out before you start your day. Yep, it's a vibe. I feel that. All right, I feel that. what's going on in the movie world?
1: Not a lot, no.
0: Um, let's see, what's going on? What
1: do we want to start with? There's, so, there's actually quite a bit. So, all right, let's talk about um, upcoming movie releases to theater. Um, so there's a few. So we got some of these that I haven't heard of. Um, the Dry, which is starring Eric Banner. Um, Aaron Falk returns to his drought-stricken hometown to attend a tragic funeral, but his return opens a decades-old wound, the unsolved death of a teenage girl, which sounds like my jam, and I'm surprised I haven't heard about it. So going to have to check that <laughs> out. <awesome>. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scoob comes out May twenty. 20- These are all May 21st movies, by the way. Um, Scoob comes out, uh, which is the new Scooby-Doo movie. Looks good, animated. Um, and then we got Riders of Justice starring Mads Michelson. Um, see, Marcus, who has to go home to his teenage daughter, Mathilda. When his wife dies in a tragic train accident, it seems like an accident until a mathematics geek who was also a fellow passenger on the train and his two colleagues show up. Uh, So, again, very intriguing. Um, And then Dream Horse, starring Tony Collette and Damien Lewis. Um, Dream Alliance is an unlikely racehorse bred by small-town Welsh bartender Jan Boke. With no experience, Jan convinces her neighbors to chip in their meager earnings to help raise Dream in the hopes he can compete with the racing elite. Um, so if you're horse lovers, it's all for you. Um, and then Seance, <laughs> it says, I don't even know. Seance Camille and a young woman who arrived at the Fairfield Academy following one of the students' untimely and violent deaths. I don't like creepy, ghosty stuff. Won't be seeing that. <laughs>
0: it's but you that. If you like it,
1: go for it. see <laughs> it. more power to you.
0: But uh, yeah, so, so some that's nostalgia, uh, movie
1: releases. <laughs>
0: yeah, we've got some
1: nostalgia. We and then got we some... do have mysteries. Yeah, lots of stuff. And then next, the week after, just to give you a little peek, um, two movies I have to see, so I'm going to have to go to the theaters for the first time in like 14 months, um, I'm, is yeah. A Quiet Place 2, which I've been dying to for to come out. Seriously. And Cruella with... Um and a stone who which I'm also very excited to see, so I'm gonna have to go to the movies twice that weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. To find a group on. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I'm I'm I am i am gonna have to see those two. But the Quiet Place too, yeah. I have like both me and Kristen have been waiting on this movie for years and if something yep. happens again to yank this movie away from our clutches, I'm giving up on life. I'm gonna be back. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, That's it. The wrap. Well, never seen a movie again. <laughs> Boycotting. Never. Um, done with it. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully it happens because it's been a long, long wait. <laughs> yes. And
1: then I watched some movies. Are you proud? I'm so proud. I watched some TV movies. I'm so, like, I was impressed with myself, honestly. So... I had this thing about the To All the Boys I Love Before movies where I wouldn't watch it. I had this weird habit where people hype something up too much. I'm like, mm, not watching it. Because you've hyped it so high that I'm like, there's no way it's going to meet those standards and I'm going to hate it. So I haven't watched it. And now <laughs> all three of them are out. There's To All the Boys I Love Before, To All the Boys, P.S. I Love You, I Still Love You, and then To All the Boys, Always and Forever. Haven't watched them. Well, one day... I was like, I have to work on my computer. I just need something in the background playing. And I was browsing Netflix. So I was like, all right, I'm going to put it on. I put it on. Let me tell you, I got nothing done. Nothing. I was so absorbed <laughs> in this movie that I watched all three of them in 48 hours. So I That's clearly impressive. got nothing done all weekend. It was so good, guys. This is like 10 things I hate about you teen rom-com good. Um... I was impressed, very impressed with the cast, very good acting, um, wonderful writing. Whoever wrote it, hats off to you. Um, And it was just really good. So if you haven't seen them, go. They're feel-good teen rom-coms. You don't have to be a teen to watch them. They were fantastic. So go watch them. And then I also watched The Last Ship, which is a documentary on HBO. It's only like 45 minutes long. But it was fascinating because it's the documentary of the Diamond Princess Cruise Liner, which left mm-hmm. um, Japan right before COVID became a worldwide thing. It's the first outbreak of COVID outside of China. And it, the whole story is like interviews with people who are on the boat and their footage from like their phones. So you get to see it firsthand and it was crazy, like how they're like, it's did, like, announcements come over and the captain's like, this is your captain calling from the bridge? Um, we had a confirmed confirmation that somebody who was on our boat for the first five days of our trip has now tested positive for COVID. Everything is fine. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if you have to say it, it's not fine. But it was really an interesting look into how how nobody knew anything. They didn't know how to handle it. So they were just like, y'all just stay here on this boat. Don't move. Yeah. And it was just crazy. Yeah. So all three, or tough. those, to all the 12 boys and the last ship, you should watch it. They're all good. My recommendations for the day. And I did have a not watch, bad. but I feel like, I feel like I shouldn't talk about it because I only watched like 30% of the movie, but I had to turn it off. That's how bad it was. But I feel bad working <laughs> someone's
0: project. Could- <laughs> yeah. It, but it also, like, sometimes was um, really like, cathartic to be like, no, it wasn't great. So maybe no, it's like, like it. Somebody else might love it. It was after
1: we collide, and I didn't like it. The actors were great. They had the chick that played Caroline in Vampire Diaries, but it was very disjointed. Like, it didn't flow. Like, at the beginning, it's like, this is the story of this boy and this girl and they fall in love and everyone and then they break up and then they get back together and they all have to be a character but it's not that story and then it jumps to like after their breakup but it never really explains anything it's very confusing so 30% I'm thinking way too hard for this level of a
0: movie (laughs) and I am thinking like nope not worth the hard work yeah I was like bye lost me there so that's not my recommendation and not recommendation, I like it. I do agree yeah. with you about uh to all the boys, the that trilogy. I've seen it. It's a, it's like a feel good. Like it does. It reminds you of like so what good. the rom the teenage rom coms were like in the 1990s. So, like the ten things I about you. It was so, like, you, the it was like a that. flashback. Uh, yeah, it, it, wasn't it, it definitely is all that. I just bought that movie. Yeah, so, like it—it it, it has that like aura of of what the teenage rom-coms were in the late '90s. Um, so that, that's why I enjoyed it. I was like, I know these kinds of movies, <laughs> right? But less launchy. It's it's definitely more wholesome than Ten Things I Hate About You. Um, but that's true. Um, it it definitely has that vibe. <laughs> All right, Kristen. Are you ready for Sandra yep. Bullock? Okay. I, I was born ready. <laughs> You're born to... born. We were born to have this podcast and talk about Sandra Bullock. It's our purpose yes, our... I love her. Uh, yeah, she's amazing. Why, though? Why do we love her so much? What makes her so good? Um, well, she's just a really
1: good actress. Like, she can pull off anything. There's sometimes when there's actors that are really good but they've kind of been, like, put in a certain role. And so when they do something different, you're like, "Mm, this isn't the greatest. She can literally do anything. I've seen her do every type of role, funny, serious, bad guy, good guy. She's just so good. I just love her. And I think that, I don't know, I just, I think she brings something to the, like, you know that if Sandra Bullock's in it's going to be good.
0: You don't have to worry it's about it. True. Like it it's um she's probably man, how do I say this? There are there are actors that I know who are super good and incredibly talented but I might only enjoy like twenty percent of what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, not because they're they were bad in that, but just because they're not the type of movies that I that I enjoy. Like you know what I mean? Like like they just they're either too serious or or, or something is going on with it. With Sandra yeah. Bullock, I don't think that I have seen a movie with her that I was like, holy crap, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, they, right. They're good movies that she did. Um, and I think partly, probably because she 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 looks for a certain kind of script, and maybe me and Sandra Bullock has the same taste in in movies, um, but also because right. she is so good. Um, and I, I don't know what... I don't know how to like kind of verbalize what makes her feel like such a good actress, but it just feels like she plays it so natural. Like she's not. Yeah. She looks like she's trying too hard. Yeah. She, she, she looks and acts like someone who I could be friends with in real life or who I could dislike like in real life. She just, there's something about her that is very, um, Normal, <laughs> like in, yeah, normal, yeah. authentic. Um, and she has a humor about her in all of her films that you know, like I think even in like even in, like a scary movie like uh, Bird Box, she has a face that um that she'll make when she thinks some like when when she thinks something stupid or you said something stupid or like like that always makes me laugh. Like she just has a very sarcastic face um that makes it even better. Um and you can even see that in 28 days before she turns more lighthearted like in the, in the in the more dramatic parts of it. Um so I I, I think she's yep. a very expressive, very natural actress. Um, I agree. Which is why she's amazing. Awesome. And I agree with you. I don't. I don't <laughs> think she has a typical movie choice. Like, could you pinpoint her?
1: No. I couldn't. Like, I she's done mystery. She's done love stories. She's done like the mom she's, role. She's done. She's an action. I mean, like, like. Yeah, like she can literally do it all. And when she does it, she does it so well. It's not that she like can just jump and she just happens to be able to do everything. Like she can do everything really well and she sells it and i'm like
0: how do you do that yeah she's she's just good okay santa vlog good no questions asked just good yeah um and she's also um has been rewarded and nominated for things so for oscars she was nominated for best actress for her film gravity um and she won it for the blind side which me and kristen will be talking about in a little bit yes. um and golden globes Um, she was nominated for Gravity, she was nominated for The Proposal, Miss Congeniality, While You Were Sleeping, and she won for The Blind Side. So Blind Side is definitely the the movie that has won her the most awards. Um, But she has been recognized, um, and I do think that she will be remembered as one of the uh, greatest actresses of her generation, for sure. Definitely. All right, so Kristen, last Hi, last time when we were announcing that we were doing this show, you said that you were gonna have a really hard time picking <laughs> a top five. Uh did that come to Oh fruit? my god. It totally did.
1: I had I grudgingly narrowed it to eight and then right before the show I decided <laughs> to remove one more. So I got it to seven but I'm kinda mad that I removed that other one. I might talk about it anyway. <laughs> Sounds and good. then I was I got talking it down about it and I'm sick. like that should have been on my list.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Um, there really is so many good ones. Um, so we'll let's really wanna begin. which one do you want to talk about first?
1: Um Okay, I'm gonna
0: talk about from my top
1: seven, my least favorite, and that's not saying much because I love them all. Um, let's talk about Practical Magic. So she played Sally okay. Owens and she was a sister. Her sister was a little redhead chick um, and they were witches and she pretended she wasn't and she was the mom type, had little daughters that looked just like her and her sister did and it's it's all about them like having to use them because her sister's the naughty sister and gets into trouble and she has to save her and people die and then they bring them back and then you're not supposed to bring people back from the dead guys. Cause bad things happen. Um, and yeah, just it's, say no. just, it's such a good, yeah, just say no. But it was like, I don't know. It was like one of the first, one of the first they say, because um, it was one of the first ones that I watched with my mom. Me and my mom really, really enjoy it. And we watch it still for this day together, um, when we're together and we're looking for something just fun to watch. We'll still watch that. Um, just cause it's, it's a bonding because it's sisters, and it's a good story. There's some suspense. There's some familial stuff, and there's some love in there. It was just really. It was a really good story. Uh, she's amazing in everything. What am I talking about?
0: <sighs> <laughs> she is. I, I I did not put this one on my list. Um, but I have seen it, and I did enjoy it. It's been a long time since I've seen, seen Practical Magic. I like put a little note to myself. Rewatch this film because it's been it's been a minute. But yes, it's it's right. a good story. I remember being highly entertained throughout the entire movie. So definitely recommend it if you haven't seen sure. it. Artwork, especially What's if, one of yours? if you're into magic, if you're into magic, for yeah. you. Sure. Um, I guess I'll go with the one. Go with one that you didn't pick, um, which was Bird Box. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, barely did. Barely. First of all, the synopsis of the story in which you have to escape from danger by not seeing it is a very crazy idea. Like, whoever came up with that as an idea, man, that's an idea. And then to be able to actually pull it off in a way that doesn't seem ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but they they seriously sat down, I think, in a room and were like, how can we cause the most anxiety to our viewers?
0: Let's take away their ability to see. Um, and right. what I really liked about um, the character that she plays in the bird box is first of all, she's, she's a mom. Um, so she's taking care of her, her daughter or in the situation um, is that she is such a dynamic character. Like she's very, like if like it's, she's a survivor. She's taking this super serious because of all the things that the, they've had to face at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and there's times where she's super aggressive and you're like, Whoa, Sandra Bullock, what up? <laughs> like, um but then there's times where she's like super empathetic and has like that emotional breakdown. I just felt like for her performance to to carry this movie that does have quite a scary premise and to do it with such heart was something that's worthy of praise and I felt like Sandra Bullock nailed it. Um, I her performance, like, I'm surprised she didn't get more, you know, awards for it. Um, because she she acted her butt off in that movie. Um, so that's kind of why I picked that one. That's good.
1: I really liked Bird Box. I found it very interesting. But you only I had to limit I mean, you wouldn't let me have like twenty on my list, so rude.
0: <laughs> that is true, I didn't. Yeah. Not very nice That's fine
1: <laughs> But Alright so another one of mine Let's talk about 28 Days um, So She played Gwen Cummings And she was Like a pill pop and alcoholic And she like crashed her sister's Wedding limo And so she gets sent to um, To rehab <laughs> And so it's about her yep. going to rehab for 28 days um, and the friends she makes and the growth she does. I felt like it was a really – it was an interesting role because at the time it was something new. We'd seen, like, the action and the, 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 you know, the magic and that kind of stuff. But this was, like, really hard personal growth in a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, having to portray that couldn't have been easy. She did it very well, so I quite enjoyed this. Um, I love the other characters in this movie too. I think they set off of her very well. So I don't know. It's just, it's just really good. (laughs) Yeah, after twenty eight
0: days, anything she does, she's good. Um, but no, I, I agree. And I actually just rewatched 28 days because, um, I was talking with a friend about Sandra Bullock and doing the show. And I was like, Oh man, 28 days. And then she was like, I never saw that. And I was like, what? And so we watched it, um, online together. <laughs> um, it is, it That's is such awesome. a great, first of all, I, again, I, this is, so 28 days, it's technically a comedy, but it's about a real serious thing, which is addiction. um, And the movie does a really good job of combining the true real realities of addiction and having to learn how to communicate in more healthy ways um, or to ask for help in particular for Gwen. Um, And then with the humor, like it has a perfect blend. So there's moments where you feel sad, but then there's moments where you're like laughing hysterically because you're like, that's hilarious. Um, and again, I felt like Sandra Bullock did such a good job of balancing that drama to comedy, um, and being able to flip back and forth between that in a way that actually felt like real life, like your friend was going through this situation. Um, and again, like I, I think for like I think for Robin Williams, the word that we kept using was heart. I think for Sandra Bullock, yep. the word are going to keep coming back to is authenticity. Um, there is a real authenticity. Right. That she was very authentic in her performance in that particular movie. Yeah. I agree. All right. All Can right. Let's pick another one now. Or is it your turn? No, okay. I don't know. It's my turn. I got this. Okay. I got you. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about Miss Congeniality. It's just yes, please. Miss Congeniality. Uh, this is probably one of the funniest movies of all time. Me and Chandler Bing agree with this, by the way, um, because the running joke on Friends is that he keeps watching Miscongeniality, Congeniality. <laughs> um, and there's one scene in Friends where um, he, he's, like, listening through the wall at the hotel in Barbados, and he goes, oh, my God, they're watching Miscongeniality," Congeniality. And Monica goes, if you can recognize it through a wall, you've seen it too much. And my response is, <laughs> you can never see it too much. It's amazing. No, never. Um, so, Sandra Bullock plays Gracie, um, who is an FBI agent um, who goes undercover as a um, beauty pageant for Miss America, and it's just about the story of a awkward, socially socially awkward workaholic. Feminist, judgmental woman, <laughs> um, going through this contest and meeting the girls who are going through this contest and and kind of bonding with them and falling in love and also just having crazy experiences. And it's a it's a movie that I enjoy from the first minute to to it ends, um, laughing the entire way. It's just a, it's a feel good movie. It really is. Like if there's a movie to pick to cheer me up, I think Miscongeniality would be probably one of the top movies that I'd pick. This is also in my list, and I agree. And it has so
1: many good quotable moments. And I love when, like, she's eating the steak at the beginning with the spaghetti. (laughs) And the guy makes a comment at her, and she's like, what is your problem? (laughs) And uh, when she walks out of her makeover, there's just so many good good moment that you can like quote
0: and I don't
1: know it's so good it's like it's like mean girls just quote it away go for it
0: it is a it is definitely a a quotable quotable film um and it's just, it's just fun like they do they do like insane things it just it's it's a ridiculous movie but at the same time it's just super entertaining and again the way that she plays Gracie Hart is just also very authentic. <laughs> like even though it's a crazy, it's a crazy premise of a story, um, shenanigans are going all around, but she still is like, she's still like your friend, like someone who would be joking around and just being a butt about certain things, and you know, it, it just that authenticity of bringing Gracie Hart to life is is definitely there. Yeah, she's amazing. Jeez. I'm just gonna keep saying that unreasonable like, so you know. Yes, it'll be like a drinking game. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> be drunk. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, you're
1: um I'm gonna pick the last one we don't have in common. So the proposal uh top of my list. We talked about this recently because of Betty White and we did her. But um I yeah. love her as Margaret Tate. Um, This movie was funny, and she was actually the villain, quote-unquote, and she turns into someone you actually like. But um, the best part, (laughs) the best quote she said from this, and, like, it's my favorite quote from, like, I'd say one of my top five favorite quotes from any movie is where she says, turns out it's hard to ruin someone's life um, once you know how great they are. And I just love it. And I love, again, I love the personal growth she shows. And as an actor I really mm-hmm. think that that's hard to show I mean it's your job I get it but like she just does it so well where she shows like the struggles and like the shield that this lady had up around her um and then she starts letting people in and you see her liking people and um her performance was mm-hmm. fantastic and of course let's not forget the 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 bonfire dance she does to what song is that <laughs> oh it's SKT that song I like and Betty White with her, yeah, it's the best part of the movie, hands down.
0: It is. It's definitely the best part. Uh, <laughs> great movie. I didn't choose it um, for my favorite, but it's definitely one of my favorite movies. So I'm glad that you mentioned it because yeah. it is. And again, she's. Re- I think yes. she is really good at that bad growth, that growth arc, um, which is exactly what what actresses are supposed to do. All right, so I'm going to go with a classic, and that is Speed. Old school, Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, driving in a bus, can't slow down or it'll blow up. That movie, Speed. She's so good in that. She is. I honestly think she steals steals the movie um, by a lot. Um, again from being witty, from her reactions to things. Um, she used the bus driver in this scenario. Um, Dennis Hopper also stars in it. It's a movie that will have you on the edge of your seat. Um, and I think she just she she acted the hell out of this movie. Um, and she was honestly the best thing about it, in my personal opinion. <laughs> Wouldn't you say like if you had to yeah, like, agree. like what was the best thing about speed? Sandra Bullock, um, for sure.
1: Sandra Bullock. I agree, 100%. Definitely. She was awesome. Um, I don't know what else to say. You said it all. That movie is a classic. Anyone, even now, can watch it, and it's amazing. You got the action. You get a little bit of a love story. Um, I like her personality in that. Um, She's just kind of sassy and straight to the point. Doesn't take crap from people. And uh, I like how she spits her gum out to pretend there's gum on her seat to get away from the guy that won't stop talking, because I would do that. And, yeah. Mm hmm
0: I would Would
1: as well. I love her. All right, so where are we going next, All right. Let's go. We're going to do the best for last, so we're going to do blindside now. Um, Okay. So the blindside, Leanne Toohey, based on the true story. Um, she was phenomenal in this movie. Like this is probably in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. she like the accent, the, the personality. I like how she dealt with the people. Like, I don't think they could have picked them. I can't think of a single person. I was like, they could have done that role too. Not a single person Mm -hmm. that I can think of could have done that role like her.
0: And again, just I'm gonna use plastic. this word. I'm gonna use this word. I'm gonna keep using it about her. It's authenticity. Because <laughs> um, a it lot is. of times in those kinds of in those kinds of films where it's like the um, the white savior comes and saves the black person from their plight, it can come across as a as like a trope because um, it's it's something you've seen over and over again um, in Hollywood. Um, but she didn't make it feel like a trope. Um, she made it feel like a real, a a story that was being told because it was a story that was worth being told. And she played the character with authentic ease and a genuine empathy, um, that didn't seem preachy, which a lot of those movies can sometimes turn into is something very preachy. Um, And to me, it just was, it was a story about human beings. It was a story of human beings going through something and coming together and kind of creating this new kind of family um, as they kind of work towards something that's good. Um, And so, so it had all the trappings of a movie that could be well-intentioned, but come across as very hallmark, depending on who was in that role. And she played it and made it a critically acclaimed movie. She obviously won an Oscar for it and a Golden Globe for it um, because of that authenticity that, that she brought to it.
1: Yeah, she, like, I agree. She she made that movie, and I love so much more of the cast in that movie, too. But I don't think it would have been what it was without her in it.
0: Agreed. She made it. She made yep. it the movie. I agree. And so are we at the, be- the best the for last? Time.
1: We are at the best for last. This is one of my favorite. I grew up watching this. Like, this is probably where my love of true crime came from, even though it's not true crime. It was like that crime-type stuff. This was probably yep. one of the influencing factors alongside Law and Order with my dad.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Well, the movie mm-hmm. is The Net. It's a 1995 film. I would say probably um, if if people were to be like, what movie do you think of for Sandra Bullock? This is probably not the movie that people will think of. I think Miss Congeniality and the Blind Side would, and would probably come to mind first um, for most people. But this, to me, is the quintessential um, Sandra Bullock film. And it's, it's basically also the first modern movie of what can go wrong with technology um, in the hands of bad people. So in case you haven't seen it, um, she gets a disc that she's not supposed to have, and there's threats to her life. But her identity gets erased. She goes through all these things, um, and it's a high-suspense film. Um, there's some mystery in it. It's, it's definitely a thriller. Um, and again, she she acts very authentically as she's dealing with this major threat and trying to figure things out um, until the conclusion of the film. Um, did you have anything else to add?
1: Um, no, and this, I feel like this was so good because it was kind of before... Um, like, before internet was huge. Like, it was getting there, but it was still, like... I mean, she had, like, dial-up internet... Yes. ...and um, chat room and old-school games where it's, like, left, left, right, 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 fire, fire by hitting enter. Like, simple stuff. <laughs> and... Yes. It was... But that's exactly what it was. And so, it was just... I don't know. I find it... um I still watch it to this day. It's still one of my favorite movies of all time... Um, and I have zero shame regarding that at all.
0: Yes. And I think what's awesome about this film is that it really is, it, it is dated to the time because the thing that she gets a hold of that causes the issue is, is a floppy disk. <laughs> um, right. Which, which Gen Z would have no idea what that is. Um, <laughs> so, um, I feel it's, it's... That it's, movie still gives <laughs> me anxiety, though.
1: Like, can you imagine coming home to your house being sold?
0: Like, what? That would suck. suck. Especially it's since so I don't bad. Have
1: a house. <laughs> you sold my house? I didn't even have it yet. Like, I would have lots of
0: questions. I had a house. What? Um, but yeah, and you sold it's it? Good. Why would you do that? <laughs> um. So yeah, so uh, so get I think we I think we stumbled upon the word that encapsulates Sandra Bullock, and that's authentic. I, authentic, I think that's the word. I think we did it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she Robin is Williams and just damn good, damn good. Yeah, damn good. Robin Williams is heart. Meryl Streep is badassery.
1: Uh, yeah, badass right. That I was literally gonna say badass.
0: <laughs> um and then Betty White epic. Um, Sandra, <laughs> Sandra Bullock authentic. I like uh, it. We should we should create I like, like uh like a quilt and have like these words I think this okay. we we have some merchandise ideas that we'll need to play around with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Some other things that you might have seen Miss Sandra Bullock in um, is While You Were Sleeping, um, is, is, which is a, a well-known romantic comedy. This is probably one of my favorite, my mom's favorite movies. Um, oh, it, it's it. very, very good. Um, a Time to Kill, which I haven't seen in a really long time, but I think I'm going to need to because I – I kinda just want to rewatch something that about has Samuel L. Jackson, Matthew McConaughey McConaughey and Sandra Bullock in it <laughs> again. Um it's a lawyer type yep. drama. Um, Forces of Nature, where um she plays uh opposite of Ben Affleck, um who's a bit of a hot mess. She's a bit of a hot mess <laughs> too. Um Hope Float Fair. uh with Harry Connick Jr. Um Another good one, Murder by Numbers, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood, Two Weeks Notice, uh, where she plays opposite of Hugh Grant, um, Crash, which is not a movie for the lighthearted. I don't know if I can watch that a million times, but it's really, really good. It makes you think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the Lake House. Premonition. hmm um, Gravity, and I, I actually honestly honestly enjoyed Ocean's Eight. I think she was a badass in that film, an authentic badass. Uh, in never that seen. Film. That's one
1: of the few movies I haven't seen by her because I've never seen any of those movies. I need to.
0: You do? It's so good. All, I would say the whole cast of Ocean's Eight is pretty, is pretty legit. So definitely get caught up so you can watch it. It's good. Um. All right. Well. So that concludes our conversation about the amazing Sanja Bullock. So my question to you, Kristen, is what's your nerdy obsession?
1: All right. So I feel like I'm an 80-year-old woman. Like last week or last time we were out, it was Sudoku. (coughs) And so this week is I spent the better part of my weekend. I had a very relaxing weekend, which was super nice. But part of that was because <laughs> I spent probably a good 14 hours of my weekend watching Jeopardy. And Man. I don't know why I like it so much. I only know some of the answers. I, like, I could give the college kids a run for their money. But the adults, eh, I know a few. And it's it shocks you watching it. Like, I encourage people to watch it because, like, I watch it and then I'm like, how do I know that? when I know an answer. Yes. Um so it's kinda you're surprised by yourself. You're like, I don't know
0: how I know that, but I
1: knew it, whatever. So, um, I've been watching that and my one of my friends texted me and was like, What are you doing? And it was legitimately like eight o'clock Saturday night. So eight o'clock on a Saturday, y'all. I'm thirty five. I am not that old, right? And I said, I'm watching Jeopardy and doing Sudoku puzzles And I was like dang
0: <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I have no Arguing. argument. The next nerdy old. the next nerdy obsession is gonna be like chamomile pup tea. Um then maybe be like flower meal <laughs> <dope laughs> soilies. Yeah. We'll just we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on this progression that Kristen is on. Of <laughs> <I'm> old, yeah. <laughs> My nerdy obsession is puppet history. Have you ever seen this? It's on YouTube. No. <laughs> okay. It is the best thing ever. Um it's on a channel call called me Watcher. Weird? Um hey, it is brilliant and after I explain you will agree. Um so it's on okay. this channel called Watcher and it's like a couple of BuzzFeed people who left. I like all the BuzzFeed people who left. I don't like any of the current BuzzFeed people. Um and Shane Madey um is his name. And basically what he does is he has a puppet called The Professor, and he tells the stories and reenacts the stories of, like, the most obscure, most, like, gruesome parts of history that – and, and it, it it's hilarious. I haven't laughed – like, I laughed, cried through most of the episodes because it's so funny um and it's like the parts of history that like why would you ever like talk about that so the dancing plague is one that's a good one the dancing plague is i think my favorite one so go check on youtube puppet history dancing plague once you watch that episode you're gonna have to watch all the other ones because it's funny so it's it's hilarious i can't even do it justice it's like a blue puppet talking about really puppet history I'm going to take your word for it and give it a
1: try. Oh, my. Yes.
0: I will send it to you on Facebook. (laughs) Um, All right. That's all for today. Um, We want your feedback on what to discuss in the world of nerdum. so please give us feedback and follow us at TalkNerdy underscore radio. Make sure you bookmark www.nerdprobs.com for articles, blogs, and reviews. Join our book club on bookclubswithaz.com or just go to Just One More Chapter Book Club on Facebook and follow the directions on how to get um, started with the book club. And me and Kristen will hopefully be back next Tuesday uh, to talk about books and TV. And we haven't discussed a topic yet, but it's going to be awesome. I can promise you that. So we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.